about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Niggas without a chick. Niggas without a chick. Niggas without a chick. I'm coming straight out of Compton. Compton. When something happens in South Central Los Angeles, nothing happens. It's just another nigga dead. 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 What is up my Nigels, welcome to episode 61 of Laps Gamer Radio, I'm your host Mark Hamer and we're going to talk about video games and that for uh, about an hour or so. Uh, joining me this evening is Ali, good evening Ali. Liz and Arrow boy. <laughs> and returning guest Mark Chazzy Ray, hello. Hello, hear me now. <laughs> 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 right, let's get straight into business. Price is just about right, our returning weekly feature, where we talk about what we've just bought. The price is just about right. Ali, have you bought anything in the last week? Uh, the only thing I've picked up is the latest DLC for Forza Horizon 3, uh, which is just a nice little Porsche car pack. Other nice. than that... Sweet FA, I'm trying to get through my backlog, so um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's nice that like they're slowly starting to be like. Uh, it always used to be back in the day that certain car manufacturers were really iffy about allowing their licenses to be used in uh, in racing games. Like, yeah, do you remember like in the back in the day with Gran Turismo, like there were no Porsches; you had to have um, the RUFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's nice to see them, and and Ferrari and Lamborghini for quite a while were they weren't particularly happy about having their cars used in uh, in those sort of games. It was all to uh, do with like distractibility as well, as why well. yes. you had no distractibility and stuff. Yeah. So they didn't want yeah. to see their preciouses getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, it's EA that's recently. I think the uh, the license they had with Porsche, which was pretty much an exclusive, uh, in the last two or three years has started to lapse, and I think it's now fully lapsed. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Um, Forza 6 had that little Porsche expansion on it. And I mm. think we saw a few Porsches elsewhere. Um, and then I think it's this year they've said that, you know, it's going to be in, in a lot more things. It's in Project Cars, the next Forza game. And I think EA is still putting them out there, but I think they've just gone more freelance with it and open source. Yeah, broadly, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, which, why not? Yeah, well, it's yeah. a good thing if you're a yeah. Porsche fan. Yeah. Uh, Chazzy, what are you yes. bought? Me, um, I bought a copy of Quantum Break for a tenner. <laughs> Bargains. Which is an absolute bargain. But uh, yeah, it's one of those games where um, for a tenner, you know, like most indie games aren't even a tenner. So like to get a fully fledged, you know, like Xbox exclusive for £10 with comes with a free copy of Alan Wake as well. So mm. I just thought Sweet. that's just, you can't, you can't pass that up. But um, mm. unfortunately, I'm not the biggest fan of Alan Wake. So uh, getting that cop- getting that for free was way too much money. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, no, it's, it's that thing of, um, everyone tells me how great like Alan Wake are and it's Remedy, isn't it? So yeah, like, and yeah. Remedy is so great and this, that and the other. And I just thought, you know what? I should actually give this another try and actually mm. see if it's as bad as I thought it was. And then, you know, just see what Quantum Break's all about because it just seems such a weird, awkward game. Hmm. Yeah, it that, is. That, yeah, <laughs> that I, that it's, unfortunately, I have, I have one of these tendencies to go towards things that look really like sort of strange and weird and that I won't like. You know, like as soon as you know, I see an, a JRPG, I go, "Oh, I want to get that because that looks weird and strange," and I don't know, don't know if I can really deal with it. You know, it's my my weird nature. But uh, yeah, hmm. so that's why I picked up Quantum Break. Quantum Break's on my backlog. Um, I'm yep. about halfway through it. It's it's good once you get through the clunky controls. 
Right, okay. There's quite a lot to do. It's a bit like Max Payne, but on roids right. a little bit in terms of slowing okay. down time and moving it around and different things. So there's lots of buttons doing lots of different yeah. bits. But once it clicks, there'll be a bit in the game where it, it gets a bit fiddly. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, I've got no idea how I'm going to get through this. (laughs) You'll put it down for a little bit, come back to it, and you'll just, you'll blitz it. Um, It is good fun. It's it's really game-breaking in terms of how they've done the time bending and stuff did the tv bits get uh get tedious because that's the only thing because obviously like i've got my little son at the moment and i'm i'm trying to fit gaming in you know in little hour chunks here there, and everywhere and, that, and the one thing that's stopping me from like shoving it straight in is the fact that i feel like i'm going to be watching a 45 minute cutscene every uh, now and then not really it's only at the end of each like major scene you'll get a right. bit of actual episode if you like TV, yeah yeah which is sometimes quite nice especially if you're like oh i'm a bit exhausted after that bit of gameplay because it's normally you've got quite a bit of a boss or a big battle so then you can go yeah. and make a brew if you want while it's doing it or <laughs> just sit back and drink it yeah, um, it's, it. it's quite clever how they've done it it's good it's just okay, massive great. download i think 75 yeah. gig for all the episodes cool. wow i think wow yeah, yeah. i'll be uh, <laughs> downloading that one overnight then <laughs> yeah that does seem pretty high what resolution is it is it showing the, the video in is it i assume it would just be 1080 uh, yeah, probably, yeah yeah i'm not sure yeah. if that was for the game and the episodes i can't remember but i know it was oh, a, right yeah that's a massive that, that massive chunk i mean another reason i yeah. picked up quantum break was because i it was at a time when i was really really into gaming and and uh, kind of um had my own podcast and stuff and We'd covered E3 that year when, like, sort of the, the whole Xbox One announcement and we're bringing out Quantum Break and it's going to be this melding of different medias and stuff. And there's just this little kind of, I don't know, like, little thing in my heart for, oh, I really want to see how that panned out, you yeah. know, from all those yeah, years yeah. ago. See if it lives up to the E3 hype. Uh, right, well, I've been quite good this week and I've only bought one game. I was, I started watching uh, Vikings, that TV show on uh, Amazon Instant Video. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, that is actually not anywhere near as trashy as I thought it would be. It's actually quite good. Uh, so if you've got an Amazon Instant Video account and you haven't watched it, check it out. It's quite fun. Um, but I was watching that and I, was, and I was thinking, why aren't there any, you know, decent or half-decent video games where you can be a Viking and swing an axe into somebody's head? And then I remembered that there are Vi- Vikings of one of the three factions in For Honor. Um oh. I'd let look on the internet and managed to get myself a cheeky second-hand copy of For Honor for £10, which is not bad for a game that's okay. You know, yeah. it's not amazing, yeah. but it's, it's okay. Three uh, months at old least, as well. At least that's what I thought of. Oh, yeah, it's only a few months old. Yeah, but it's yeah, obviously yeah. You know, people have traded it in. Uh, and uh, as I'll talk about when we come on to it, there's not a huge number of people playing it online anymore, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than I rem- than I thought I would after having played the uh, closed beta. But yeah, I'll come into that when I talk about what we've been playing. But yeah, for honor, for a tenner, and you get to be a big fuck off Viking and swing an axe around. Yeah, <laughs> so that's enjoyable. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing recently. Then, Chaz, you want to start us off as you're the guest? Okay, yeah. Um, I've again, as I've been saying, I've, I've been trying to fit in sort of gaming in in sort of hour chunks as and when I can. So, um, what I decided to play was um, I'm massively into because it's like you know the start of the Formula One season. So yeah. I thought, right, what what I should do is pick up Motorsport Manager because I really Ooh. enjoyed it on the like iOS years ago. It came out, mm, yeah. uh, and I thought this is brilliant. But I actually wanted to like I want to start streaming again. 
now mm-hmm. with all this sort of Twitch um, announcement of, you know, if you can get in eight hours and get like more than three viewers and so on and so forth, you can become affiliated. You know, if you do that every week and you'll get picked up. So I thought, right, I'm going to I'm going to go for that. I'm going to try that. So uh, what can I have that would I'd be able to tell an emergent story and be able to fit in in sort of hour, hour and a half chunks that I can stream? And I thought Motorsport Manager is perfect because it's just been released on the PC. And I'm massively into my Formula One, so uh, I've I've been getting, getting right stuck into that. And um, yeah, the addiction is strong. <laughs> is very that, strong. Yeah. Is that made by? I don't know if it is. It's, it's not made by Sports Interactive, is it? No, no, it's no. not. It's uh, it is a Sega property, right? Um, okay. So it's on the same. It's on, under the same publisher, but um, no, it's not. I can't it's for the life of me remember who it is. No, exactly. But it's it's the same people who made the iOS app. Um, but this is slightly more fleshed out Um, you've got a lot more control over your finances and uh, building parts for cars and it's just yeah basically it's just bigger and better in every way you get to see the races in kind of that lovely tilt shifted like view on a track and yeah, there's something about if you've ever wanted to be like sort of Ross Braun or Jean Todd, <laughs> and if you don't know who they are, then please don't play this game. Cause <laughs> you'll be very, very confused. But, um, yeah, if you've ever wanted to be sat on the on the pits, kind of reading telemetry and trying to work out, well, if I if I under fuel a car that will give me faster lap times but then i can come that means i'm coming in before other cars are going out like coming in and i can go on a three-stop strategy instead of a two-stop strategy and you know there's a lot of sort of mind games and technical workings out of stuff just in the kind of um, the gameplay uh you're because you're not actually physically in control of the cars as it as you would say from a managerial game so um yeah there's lots of kind of me sitting there with a calculator and working out right how many laps of fuel have i got left how what's the (laughs) tide degradation like and you know can i can i manage can i get through are these parts going to break it's quite becomes quite tense but what i've been really enjoying is that is telling my own little stories so i've got um I had my number one driver called Serge and uh, my number two driver was a lady called Edda. I can never say her name, so I call her EJ. <laughs> so I've got Serge and EJ and then I've got uh, this wonder kid who's only 19. Uh, it's a young girl from China who is my kind of like third driver who's up and coming. So what I've been doing is uh, like the, the story so far is that um, Serge has had an absolutely shocking first half of the season and now he's been demoted to second driver. Whereas EJ has been has come absolutely flying out of nowhere has uh, uh, has just been picking up race win after race win and it's just looked like an absolute phenomenon for the whole season so i've started giving her all the best parts and like really trying to push so push her to win a championship but serge is now getting really annoyed with being you know you're given bad parts and stuff like that so i'm now having to try and keep these two characters sweet both at the same time and uh yeah, it's it's just really like little subtle things like um, EJ has now just been uh, inducted into a cult, so she's now got cultist as one of her like personality traits, and they get like personality traits, and they give you bonuses or take stuff away from like their performances like over the course of a season and stuff. And um, yeah, so now her race results are going down as her focus has been taken off. So I'm having to manage that through you know like in interviews and having to talk her up or like try and get her back into focus and stuff like that so yeah it's it's very much like you'd get um, with a uh, football manager style game but whereas football managers a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of kind of uh, it can be a bit overwhelming this is a lot more pared back and a lot more easy to get into yeah so yeah i've been really i've been really enjoying it it's been really really good fun and then there's, uh, there's some really got, good mods for it as well isn't there yes um, yes there I've are got yeah, a mate yeah. of mine that keeps telling me to buy it 
because uh, yeah, yeah. like you all love my motorsport um, and he was saying you can get some that are pretty much replicate a lot of what's in F1 now uh, so it. the liveries and, and parts and things like that um, although it's just had a recent update so I think it's kicked some out yeah. Um, but yeah it does sound really really good but yeah that's all that, that whole shot front stuff's built into the game and it's yeah it's it's, it's amazing I'm, I'm trying to keep it standard at the moment but um, yeah the, the one thing I would say is that it's um, when you start in the lowest like you obviously start in the lowest league and try and like work your way up and um, that lowest league is really really hard to make money and try and get at, to get out of that league I've, I'm finding really difficult at the moment but uh, I'm hoping that as you kind of put more investment in and you do do better and better and better, you can tuck a little bit of money away and sort of, you know, make, make better cars to then jump up the leagues. But, um, yeah, there's even stuff like at the start of the season, you have to make a decision of kind of how much money you put away for the car for next year. So yeah. as you're winning races, you're saying, right, well, I want, say, 25% of my race winnings to then go into a kitty for next year, or you can take 50% or you can take 75%. And you, but you have to determine that at the start of the season. Oh, and right. uh, yeah, so if you're doing really well, then maybe you might want to sort of knock that, knock that down a little, you know, or you may want to really go for it the next year and kind of consolidate. But then obviously that means that you're not making as much money, which means you can't bring in better mechanics and drivers in this current year. And yeah, there's always trade-offs. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's in-depth enough, but without being too too hardcore it's it's just just arcadey enough which is what i'm really enjoying about it yeah i'd see i'm i'm really into a motorsport as well uh and i am i have a, a crippling addiction to management sims like <laughs> i can't i can't play football manager anymore uh yeah. i'm pretty sure i lost at least one relationship to football manager that's I, it um nearly failed a module at university because of football manager ah. um <laughs> for I, life yeah i haven't played one since 2000 and 2014 i think was the last football manager i bought yeah. um and i haven't I've, that's not installed and i won't buy another one because i just know that i'm just terrible with it it's like crack so don't want so. to get you for secret santa next year, this year. Oh, don't please don't <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna stay away from from motorsport manager because i'll just won't play anything else you're very wise to do that but um if i would say if, if you're just curious about this game pick it up on ios because that's even more pared down than the than the pc uh, version i don't have a um an ios device i'm afraid yeah. and it's yeah it's it, i think it's, it's incredible as well. oh is it i think i think so yeah, yeah. ali don't say that it's not, <laughs> it's not honestly no. if, if you can pick it up it's well well worth it because I've, I've really enjoyed it but um okay. other than that i've been um, playing dragon quest builders okay so this is the kind of minecraft-esque but mm. not quite minecraft um for in the dragon quest universe uh, yeah. it's it's not the same as minecraft in, in that you're third person so it does uh, add a little twist to that um that you can actually sort of get more of a view on what you're doing but it's also the big hook to this game is that it's um it's based around quests where so whereas minecraft you can just go anywhere and do anything and it's kind of uh you learn things as you go through the world this is done on a very very prescribed sort of quest basis so you know you they'll say right you need to build one of these you know like a cooking station so here's we we know the recipe for this so go out and find this this and this and it's very sort of very very prescribed and you're going down a very very linear sort of um progression um and it i'm quite enjoying that because i as much as I enjoy Minecraft, and I think it's amazing for what it does and its emergent sort of storytelling and stuff and its creativity, 
I, I always missed that, that sort of element of go here and, you know, get 10 fur pelts and bring it back and make a thing. I, I wanted a bit of direction, you know, and um, this is Dragon Quest Builders is giving me that and I'm massively addicted to Dragon Quest games. So um, that's been nice to just have that, like those lovely little tropes that I'm so used to from all the Dragon Quest games in this as well. So, and it's, it's, it's brilliant because it's actually, I can't remember which Dragon Quest it's based off of, but it's actually based off one of the older sort of 16 bit RPGs. Uh, and they're at, right at the end, you get an alternate choice in that, that RPG. And one of them is like, you, you go on and fight the boss and you take him down and you win the day. The other one is that you get to side with the boss and then uh, the whole world goes dark and you, and everything becomes evil. And from that second choice, um, it actually builds the whole of Dragon Quest Builders off of that. So when you start the game, you're actually starting it from the end of the previous RPG, which I think is a lovely little idea. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really cool. Really cool game. Like, re- really good one for kids. Yeah, I played a little bit of this at um, EGX last year. I downloaded uh, the demo on uh, PS4 a while ago and a, a little play, uh, play of it. But yeah, I know what you mean about it being quite quest-driven. I don't want to say hand-holdy, but it has a direction, whereas yeah. Minecraft is a bit directionless. I've been quite enjoying recently playing uh, Lego Worlds, which is somewhere in between. Right, okay. And then you've got a lot of freedom to do whatever the hell you want, but then there is also quests as well that, that will help you progress. So but, you, can dip, um, you can dip in and out as opposed to Dragon Quest, where it is just like, no, you must do this and that's it. Yeah, but to be honest, I quite like a bit of structure. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, if you had to uh, recommend one of those to a lapsed gamer, someone whose time is restricted... Oh, time is restricted. Um, it would probably be, in, in all honesty, it would probably be Motorsport Manager because you can get in, do a race, uh, and then get out and then come back and then do all your kind of behind-the-scenes bits in the HQ. So you've got more of a chance of actually uh, fitting it into a day-to-day regime with mm-hmm. shorter periods of time. Whereas Dragon Quest Builders, unfortunately, there is a lot of sort of going out and grinding for wood and coal and copper and you know things out of the ground and yeah. that can that can get a little bit draining if you just want to get on and make something happen quickly so yeah okay. sport manager for me cool lovely ali what have you been playing yes uh it's quite surprisingly small this week um, oh. <laughs> um so and two of them we've talked about a lot uh i've completed mad max oh uh, why finally just because it, it needed to i needed to get it off i've put so many hours into that game and I was like, I just need to finish it. I've been on a bit I of a finishing you. binge. I warned you months I, ago. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, well, it's oh. not... It, there is, like, the kernel of a good game in there. Yep. And then it's they just, just surrounded it by shit. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that in this day and age, most games, you don't have to 100% all the areas to get to the end. No. But the fact that you've got all the different territories and then you have to take them all down to zero to be able to get your car up to the best so you can take on the boss, which doesn't really even involve your car. And, oh, yeah. The ending was very, uh, as well. And I thought the ending was, was perfectly Mad Max. I was yeah. like, a perfect Mad Max. The whole story is like, Mad Max gets thrust into this world, helps out a few people gets rid of the obstacle that's in his way and then just drives off into the sunset which is like quintessential mad max yeah um and like the setting is is great and the car combat is great but 
everything else is bad. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the end boss is normally a bit of a struggle. Like yeah. a lot of the bosses on Zelda, not even bosses, a lot of Zelda's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And then you go on to Mad Max, and you're like, oh, it's the last boss. And then it's just throw a few sticks at him. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was you know? yeah, it was a bit of a letdown. Um a bit more of a letdown. Um, yeah. So it's such a shame as well because yeah. they could have done so something really special with that world. The if first given few it hours to the same team. of the game is really good. Purely because it's like, Oh, this is fun. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, the next times ten hours are exactly the same. <laughs> is, is this a uh, you know? Is this a victim of that thing in games development where they front load everything because because they think well people are only going to play five to eight hours of this and then ditch it and go on to the next game and then they just forget about the back end. Poss- is this the kind? Of, yeah, is this one of those games that's kind of not mid tier but kind of just not triple A enough to kind of warrant? really putting enough massive development time into it to make it like amazing it's drive uh, here shoot a few people on route get to a base beat a few yeah. people up it's assassin's creed yeah but yeah with they, the car. they took like the batman yeah. combat and stuck it in it's like the batman combat works in batman because it's batman <laughs> the batman combat doesn't work with mad max yeah like because he's a brawler he's not a martial artist yeah yeah, yeah. They, he's just a brawler um and so it doesn't work particularly well the car combat is really good though yeah yeah, yeah. That works i really, really well. enjoyed that yeah because yeah. i mean i've heard the guys at penny arcade are absolutely raving about it and so sort of, is there a tethering mechanic or something uh or you get uh, harpoon harpoon yeah, that's harpoon, it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they were sort yeah. of going crazy for that for uh, at one point but yeah, yeah, because like, that's like good. Because when you're driving along, you can get your harpoon out, and it kind of goes into a bit of slow mo while you're aiming, and you can mm. get onto someone's wheel, door, even a person, and just rip it off yeah. or throw them away and stuff. <laughs> which is good fun. It for is bit. really funny yeah. when you come up against an unarmed vehicle and you use the harpoon gun to just pull the driver out the window. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's just like stuff like that is great. It's just everything else gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. I think they just got a bit lazy with the actual bits what you do in the world really it's just right. very repetitive it doesn't mm. really change up much other than your car changes from area to area it's just yeah. like oh okay i'll go here do that because there's a few bits quite early on in the game where there's a uh, like hatches in the floor where it's a bunker underneath and you have to put your harpoon on it and pull it open and go and explore in there but there's only a handful of them if that yeah and it'd have been yeah. good for, for more things like that in there and you actually got to go in a bit more of an exploration and gathering parts and stuff and yeah i don't know just some stuff's quite good quite early on when you're kicking cans of fuel as well see if mm. there's any in it and i think that's the only time you ever do it but yeah you don't run out of fuel i think i hardly ever run out of fuel no once you've like upgraded all of the safe houses every time you go back to a safe house which is fairly often yeah uh, like fast you just get all your full your fuel re- like refilled so you didn't have to worry about that never had to worry about ammo uh yeah it tells you to do all the side stuff to max out your car, and then by the time you've done that, you're just massively overpowered for the final encounter. Mm. And like you were saying, the final boss fight is a piece of piss. But, you know, there's a good story in there, and there's some some good elements. It's just not worth playing through all the other stuff. Just watch just watch some clips on YouTube. That's all you yeah. need. Or just, just nice. watch Fury Road. Uh, but yeah, I got about 80% of the achievements of it, and I was like, ah, should I finish it? And I was like, nope, nope. Uninstall. Nope, so then I moved on to Shadow Mordor, and nice. I realised looking at bits today on it, 
that I've only got two main missions to do and I've completed it. <laughs> oh, nice. um, so I've just been, just to get back into the feel of it, because there's a lot in that game mm. um, yeah. in terms of the yeah. combos and just different abilities that you've got. So I've just been doing some of the hunting quests and um, the bits to get you better weapons or whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. the challenges for the yeah. different weapons and stuff. But yeah, really enjoying it. Um, again, it's just another game that's sat there, need to complete it, especially with the second one coming yeah. out. And it is a really, really good game. That's it is. I, I had that game um, and I sort of ditched it after, you know, we get the sort of four war chiefs that you have to take out. Yeah. And I've got one, one like, like that, that last bit of that to do. And then apparently that game gets amazing afterwards. And it's just that thing of, oh, I, can't, I can't be bothered. I've ju- I just got to that point where I was just like, oh, this is just getting a bit too... Oh, see, it's just, it's- you were just... You're, you're just before yeah. the bit where you get the ability to mind control. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yours. And apparently that's when it sort of opens up and actually becomes like a really amazing game. And it's just that thing yes. of... It, but the problem was, is I've left it so long between, that, like Ali was saying, that I've now got to basically relearn everything that I'd learnt through those first few hours. And yeah. and that is now becoming a barrier, and it's such a shame because if there was a way in that game that it was just a lot more easy to pick up and just go, I think I would have just jumped back in and and, and started playing it. But there's so much I've had to kind of relearn that I just I've got yeah. put off with it. Well, at the core yeah. of it is quite simple. It's just Assassin's Creed with the Batman combat, but yeah. then there's like lots and lots of abilities so that there's require a lot of- certain button press combinations. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the difference between us two, Chazzy, was be that. Obviously, I'm right near the end of the game, so I've unlocked pretty much all the Everything. abilities. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, shit, how did I do that again? Like fire arrows. Oh, yeah, you have to get a combo up, then use a fire arrow. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, again, it's really, really good. I don't know whether I agree with Andy that it's, what is it? He said it's He thinks game it's of game of the generation. Oh, no. I will agree with him that it is game mechanic of the generation so far. Yeah. It's I'll a go that far. breathing game, which is good. If a war chief kills you, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, respawn, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then the game adapts, and he remembers you. And yeah. oh, I thought I killed you before. You and you have to go yeah. in. And- or if you kill a war chief but don't execute them, and then they come back later on, and they've got like bits of metal on their face and big scars, and they're like they want revenge for the time that you killed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that, but um, those scars and bits of metal are related to where you hit them and killed yeah. them, and yeah. injured yeah. them and stuff. So yeah, I quite like that. Um, that that in, that whole system is amazing, and and it's going to be. a brilliant to see what they if they can refine that in in the next one and mm. make more of it yeah yeah it's because no one's used it and it's um, it's crazy it's one of the one of those lost mechanics it's like i don't know if it's licensed if it's just licensed to them i don't you know well it's warner brothers that will own it and this is the stupid thing is that they also published mad max and it's like what could be better <laughs> than a nemesis system in a mad max universe with different war chiefs yeah, yeah. I mean, that Nemesis system would work in anything. It'd even work in a if they could do it in a decent driving game. Because like, you you play the a career mode in a driving game and it's win. Oh yeah, and that's it. But if you did it in that where it's a little bit more challenging, but then you kind of build the rivalries like they always say. Oh, you're going to get a rivalry and all that. Well, no, none of that really happens. You just skip skip all the cutscenes, get to your next track, do your race, off you go. Um, but if you had that kind of system in a driving game, it'd be really good for. Look, I remember you last time I took you out in turn two. Watch out this time. And I've I've always had this like sort of imaginary driving game in my head that was um, a bit like FIFA 17's sort of career mode, uh, you know, with uh, oh, Alex the journey. Hunter. The journey, yeah. that's it. 
uh, I've I've had it like that where you had the journey, but then like you say, it's dynamically produced rivalries through the way you drive and who you take out and who you knock and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it would pull in different areas of a of a you know of a, of a story, and maybe that story can be. You know, you've got many different outcomes like a Mass Effect and you'd have, you know, you chatting to people in the pits with a Mass Effect like dial system and it could be incredible, but it's No, it's you a don't need of any of that, mate. Just play the latest Need for Speed. It's got first person <laughs> full motion videos. I know, oh, I've got that and it's incredible. Scenes. It's so bad, but so good. <laughs> my my my, my favourite part of that entire game is uh, that you, you get the mechanic, like you speak to the mechanic lady right at the very start yeah. and um, she, she leans into the car to rev it and then you realise that the revving sounds aren't actually going with her foot on the yeah. accelerator because they obviously dub that in later. Yeah, and it's like she's just, you can tell, but everything about it is just like properly sci-fi channel. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just not, <laughs> yeah. You, not TV. quite. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's all been shot in the same studio, and they've just like literally spun like different bits around to kind of make it look different. And yeah, it's great. It's just so budget, <sighs> but yeah, it's incredible. I, I love it for the cheesy factor. First the annoying thing is without bumps. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> the only thing is with that is where that game come from which okay need for speed's been going for years but need for speed underground and stuff like that and then you, yeah you get to that cheese first yeah. <laughs> I, ju- I just love the fact that everyone looks at you in the eyes yeah like yeah. It's, it's just really freaky and weird like yeah. when you've got like four people all looking at you but they're all looking directly into your eyes <laughs> it's like, oh my god like, someone look at the floor or away or out of a window or something please this is freaking yeah. me out well, you say that, but the journey in FIFA is not exactly a masterclass in script no. writing or acting, especially when they get the cameos from actual footballers. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. Um, and just purely for lack of pain, uh, my, my recommendation would be Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, don't play um, Mad Max. Yeah. Don't do it to yourself. If you keep with it and you don't let the, the, the abilities slip you by like myself and Chazzy have done, yeah. um, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of survival missions. Yes. There's lots of bits and bobs to keep you occupied, even if you just want to run into a camp and lay waste to lots of orcs. Why not? Cool. What about yourself, Mark? What have you been playing? First of all, I've been playing some more Overwatch uh, because there has been the... Um, oh, God, Chazzy, what's the latest update called? Oh, I can't remember, but it's the, it's the single player, basically. Oh, yeah, blue, the blue stuff. or something like yeah. that. So, yeah, it's it's based around a, um, a new game. Well, it's not a new game mode. It's kind of like the uh, Professor Junkenstein's Revenge thing from Halloween last year where it's like PvE against waves. But instead of you just defending a um, gate, you are now... The premise of it basically is it's it's uh, a recreation of Tracer's first mission and when she yes, became early, a member early of the Overwatch. I was going to say it's early Overwatch missions, isn't it? Early Overwatch, yes. Yeah. So uh, you've got uh, Tracer, Mercy, Torbjorn, and Reinhardt, and it's on the uh, King's Row, the London map, during the day. And instead of just being on a fixed point and defending that against waves of enemies, you have to capture three points and then go and. Uh, defend a uh, payload while it charges up and then escort the payload to another point and then uh, once that breaks down a door you have to fight through uh, some really tough enemies um, to, to to finish that off um, it's really good I, I, I say, really the like only the thing is it sounds stuff. very very Battleborn because that was what Battleborn was but obviously the art style and the, and the controls are appalling but yes. that, that's essentially what the entire game of Battleborn was 
Uh, well, no, it's kind of more like playing uh, two different modes of, of uh, Overwatch's multiplayer thrown yeah, together. Yeah, I was going to say, bit, but like, against battle, bit like Battlefield. You know, like in Overwatch, you've got the mode where uh, you've got to capture and hold a control point. Hmm. Well, you do that three times, and then there's the the game mode where you um, escort, where your one team is escorting a payload, and the other team is trying to stop them. But instead of you playing against another team, you're playing against waves and waves of Omnics. And the PVE stuff works really well because at its core, Overwatch is just really fun to play. Yeah, um, last time when they did the Preston uh, Junkensteins thing, you had like a set four character, you know, uh, roster for that mode, and that was it. Uh, this time you've got like the official story version where it's Tracer, Torbjorn, Reinhardt, Mercy, or you've got a free for all version where you can pick any characters from the roster you want um some of them are really not well matched to it some of them really are i've been having quite a lot of fun with uh bastion on that mode especially when you get to the payload section because you just set up on top just in the turret it, yeah. mode and just shred everything that comes nearby <laughs> uh and i've been having quite a lot of fun playing with um arissa the new character who i okay. still haven't used in pvp yet but in in that pve mode she's really really good uh she's kind of like a mixture of Reinhardt, uh, Bastion, and Zarya okay. in one character. Uh, she's got like an attack that throws out the sucks nearby enemies together. Uh, she can throw down a shield, like a static shield that'll stay there for a good amount of time and can take a good amount of damage. Oh, she's also got elements of mercy as well because her like ultimate is she just plops down a thing on the floor which puts out a damage boost to all of your teammates within a certain radius. Um, for like 30 seconds or something like that. So she's a really interesting character. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a really good mode. A uh, bunch of new skins, as you'd expect. It's just more good free content. I was going to um, say, the, the way they're supporting that game is just phenomenal, but you would yeah. not expect anything else from Blizzard, though, would you? No, no. but you know no. they are making money hand over fist from selling mm. those loot boxes. Oh, yeah, absolutely, no. absolutely. But but what a game. I mean, yeah. And they're just, constantly rebalancing things, constantly working on on new maps and new modes and new characters. It's just it is the gift that keeps on giving. So I love the fact that Overwatch, unlike say what we were talking about with Shadow of Mordor, where we found it really difficult to jump back in, it doesn't matter at what stage or what what period you, you can go away for six months, come back to it, and you can still just jump straight into a game and have an amazing time. Yep. And there's something very special about that game. Yeah, it's yeah. very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible shooter, and, and um, yeah, have, have you played this mode yet? No, not yet. No. Uh, again, time time limited at the moment, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm desperate to give it a go because like I'm sort of swearing off multiplayer shooters, um, mm-hmm. and Overwatch is actually helping me with that as well because it, now I'm now honing down on the fact that Overwatch is probably going to be the only multiplayer shooter I ever play from now until infinity by the looks of it but mm-hmm. um you know it's just it's basically just tearing everything out telling me not to play anything else yeah but um yeah I, like you say it's just the ease of being able to get into it and not feel like yeah under pressure like to get a kd ratio or anything like that it, it is all of focused on just yeah. having a great time shooting and getting your next kill is it even more so with this particular mode um yeah it's also a great way of uh farming you know when you play an arcade mode yeah. each week you can earn up to three loot boxes for free right. um after three six and nine wins yeah which normally when you play an arcade mode was a bit up and down because you could go on like a 10 game losing streak when you're playing pvp yeah uh, but when you're playing the pve mode it's really easy to get those nine wins and get those three loot boxes and yeah. you get a f- uh, another free loot box the first time you play that mode as well but, but yeah like, like i say any pve that turns up like because i'm getting less and less time to play online 
yeah. being able to play when I can, when I want to play, um, mm-hmm. and without that kind of extra pressure of it being online. Yeah, just any PVE mode in any shooter is just like just absolute manner from heaven for me at the yeah. moment. As I mentioned earlier, I got For Honor on PS4 for ten whole Imperial credits. Um, <laughs> I got mixed feelings about this game, uh, so I plowed through the first to the campaign split into three parts uh, the knights section then the vikings and then the samurai and I'm, I'm like have two or three missions into the samurai bit now so I'm near the end of the campaign mm. the campaign is nonsense the premise of the game is just dumb uh, the storyline of the campaign is even more dumb and the voice acting is terrible but the gameplay is quite fun but that's not really why I bought the game I bought the game to play online um, and it's been surprisingly good fun that game is there's there's particular modes that i really want to try out like the one v one v one duel uh where that oh, yeah. game basically looks like it becomes a fighting game like every character sounds has like, like it a becomes bushido blade at some point yes yeah yeah like every character has a move set all of the characters have their own special abilities and their own strengths and weaknesses and it's like matching up your strengths against the other characters uh, that you come up against their weakness and learning their move sets and learning your character's move sets and stuff like that that I reckon I could really get into. Nobody's ever playing it, it seems. Whenever I try to get into that mode, it says, like, play account very low. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, which is a shame. off quite quick. Yes. But uh, and then there's, like, elimination and deathmatch and stuff like that. But then the other one, like, the Dominion, the one where it's, like, 4v4 with three control points and then, like, AI mobs running in as well. And it's basically, like, a, a full-scale battle in a little section of map. That mode still seems to be very popular and I haven't had any problems getting into games on that. Um, a few times people have dropped out of games um, and they've been replaced by bot characters, which isn't the greatest. Um, but to be but, fair, the know, bots are quite challenging, especially when you first the, pick up the game. Yes, the bots arse. are challenging. Um, what I was trying out which character uh, I felt most comfortable with yesterday, and I was, I was just doing 1v1 duels against the bots, I was about 50% win ratio because the AI is actually really good. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying the Dominion mode. Um, nice. I said I haven't been able to get into a proper duel against another player yet. Um, we might have to sort out some evening where we can both jump on together, Ali, and yeah. just take each other on for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Dominion's quite fun. I've been having a lot of success with one of the Viking characters, the you know, the Valkyrie, the woman with the shield and the and the spear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a right yeah. pain in the house. Yeah. She's a fucking badass. Like she's really <laughs> fast and that spear's got loads of reach. Yes. Um I'm sure she's got weaknesses, but I haven't worked out what they are yet because uh I recorded some footage earlier which I'm gonna upload onto the Laps Gamer YouTube channel. Playing a match of Dominion and it got towards the end and I didn't know like both teams can break. You know how like when you control all three control points the other team can break yeah uh, and then they won't respawn when you kill them yes for a certain amount of time uh, yeah unless until, you kill them all and then I think it's game over or it? yeah if you can either kill them all or they can capture one of the points to stop the break and vice versa um, I think we must have got to a point where both teams broke because I was running around as Valkyrie. Um, I followed I didn't I wasn't paying attention to the scoreboard so I didn't see what was going on properly uh, ran down to one of the control points, chasing after uh, one of the enemy players who's running down there, and I was like, you are not taking his control point off us. Uh, got into a fight with that character, and then one of my teammates turned up. They buggered off, uh, and I was starting to run up the stairs, and then three of the enemy team came down behind. Uh, came down the stairs in front of me, and I was like, uh, right, I'm not getting out of this. I'll just 
die fighting. So I got in a fight against them, uh, and then noticed on the side uh, all the all of my team was dead apart from me, uh, and so I got into a fight against all four of the other team, and somehow through blind luck or stupidity on their on their part i don't know managed to beat all four of them and win the match nice and i felt like a fucking badass (laughs) (laughs) you know you can like you can hold down l1 as like the little uh like one word responses you can shoot up yeah yeah Yeah, i like that Um, there was a combination of someone on my team spamming wow and someone on the other team just saying sorry 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm going to upload that video onto onto YouTube because it's pretty hilarious. I can't remember um, the name of the guy, but I always plays the, um, the guy on the samurai side, the big fat guy with the club. He's like got some Kenchi Orochi. Um, they're the two like katana characters, and yeah, I don't know what they were. But I've I've I had a duel against one of those uh, yesterday when I was playing as Valkyrie, and it's just got fucking flattened. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah, <laughs> slow but powerful. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like there's there is this like a trade off with every single character. It's like Valkyrie is is fast and she's got quite a lot of reach on the spear, but she doesn't take a lot of beating before she dies. And then there's other characters that are even faster but have less health. And uh, or you've got like the characters like that, uh, the one that you like that's like a big rolling tank basically. It's quite slow, uh, but he's got loads of health and hits like a fucking train. Yeah. You could cheese yeah, people off the side quite easily with them as well. <laughs> yes. And there are, and there's something so grimly satisfying about it. you come up against someone who starts being really cocky. Uh, and then they don't realize that they back themselves up against a cliff. And then you just do the shield barge and knock them off into, yeah. into a, an abyss. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. Like when we played the closed beta and I thought, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of cool, but uh, I don't know, um, um, you know, whether this has got legs at all. Obviously it doesn't appear to have had that great legs because not many people are playing it but i'm still you know managing to get games online and even if i wasn't the bot matches are enough of a challenge to make it satisfying so i'm enjoying it yeah yeah it's good but the campaign is garbage yeah oh the story is at least yeah there's not a lot to it but it's good fun teaches you a little bit more about the game how to play it and yes. the different classes and stuff that you probably wouldn't uh, normally pick up it forces you to play every single character through the, the course of the campaign so you get to Ish, learn yeah. move sets no you play of, every, uh, I thought you played then you play every single one I no, played, you play all of Oh right, okay, all right. Because uh, on the other two, you play as every single character from um, yes. from that faction in the yeah. campaigns. Okay, but, yeah, got disappointed on the samurais. I was like, right, I'll wait till I get to that fat guy and I'll demolish it, and then yeah. I never played as him. You don't get to play as him. Oh, no. that sucks. No. Oh well. Uh, apparently, there's six more characters coming or something. That's what I saw noted in the season pass, which is like thirty something quid. So no, thank you. But uh, yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, and then the final one I've been playing, uh, which I finished, uh, although I'm going to go back and play again, uh, is Oxenfree. Um, ah. You played this one at all, Chazzy? Uh, I haven't, but it's one of those games um, I've, I've always been addicted to kind of um, sort of adventure games, like your Monkey Islands and your Day of the Tentacles and that kind of thing. I've just picked up like the Full Throttle remaster again. Yeah, so I'm bang into these type, types of games. But the thing that's putting me off is this looks a little bit creepy and I'm not good with creepy. 
The game's only like four or five hours long, although there's different ways that the game can play out. Um, so I have no idea how much dialogue they need that they must have recorded for the game to make it go like this, but it just flows so beautifully. So yeah, the premise is uh, you're playing this girl whose name I can't remember. Um, you go to an island for like, it's like an island that's kind of notorious. Uh, usually at the end of year, all the high school kids will go there uh, so en masse and get it sounds like the start party. of a Friday, for Friday the 13th. That's what it sort of sounded like to me. Like yes. the, the, the teenagers go off to X place and yeah. it's very remote and bad things are going to happen. Yes, kind of, that's kind of what the setup feels like because you go there and then find out that loads of people have dropped out for whatever reason. So there's only five of you there. The character you play as her new stepbrother because one of her parents is remarried, her best friend, and then two other girls uh, from the school. Um, and they go off and there is an incident that starts off sort of like a ghost story mystery sort of thing. Right, okay. But that's not really what the game's about. Um, the game's more about the main character sort of struggling with things that have happened in her past and dealing with a, a very abrupt change in her life. And I can't say too much because it yeah, needs to you be don't experienced. Want to spoil it. Yeah. But it's but, very touchy feely as opposed to scary creepy. Yeah, it's not that scary at all. It's not it's creepy. It's got like a you know, Stephen King's sort of creepiness about it, but it's not yeah. scary at all. There's no jump scares or anything like that. Right, okay. Uh, so if you I'm terrible with horror games and I was fine with this. Yeah, um, so I've 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 whenever ever read reviews and stuff, I've heard it's kind of described as like sort of Spielbergian, that kind of Goonies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that that kind of level of I don't know. There's it's it all looks fine on the on the surface, but there's a creepy underbelly as well going on that behind it. Yes, yeah. I mean, like the the, the kids never get like they're, they're never running around screaming or anything like that. There's kind of like a there's still an air air of lightheartedness about the way that they interact with each other. Right. Um, but then there is tension, but the tension isn't really to do with what's going on. The tension's more to do with their relationships with each other. Right. and how they become strained uh, over the course of the story. Like I said, I can't really talk about too much about why why it's so effective, but I haven't played a game since Gone Home. That I was going to um, say, it sounds that, a bit sort of Gone Homey in as much yes. as that kind of... That there's an air of something, but it's not what you think it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah there's an air of creepiness about Gone Home as well, but that's absolutely mm. not what the game is about. Um and no, that's that's, what, that's just uh, an engineer. That's not even an engineered part of Gone Home, is it? It's just that it, it, it's that way because of the things you infer. Yes, into the into the setting, and is that the yeah. same here? No, no, because there is a creepy story. There's a creepy, there's a ghost <laughs> right, okay. story that you're trying to deal with as well. But it's it's the the the, the story with the interpersonal relationships between the characters and the way they played out, and they can play out in different ways. From what I understood, like if you want to experience the full thing and get all the trophies yeah. you have to play through it several times because there's different ways that things can play out like at the end of the game you'll get like the little pie chart sort of thing like you do at the end of an episode of a telltale game yeah it'll tell you how many what percentage of people made the same choices that you did i was going to say to you about the story would you say that it's um one of those stories that even if you're not a big fan of this type of game it's one of those stories you must you have you have to pick up just to experience it because yes yeah you know it's it's, it's one of those things that only games can convey it's not as impactful as gone home yeah but it's the combination of that and the way that it handles the dialogue and you know a pretty decent sort of you know ghost story but not scary ghost story just a creepy ghost story all combined into one uh yeah i i'd definitely recommend playing some this of game. its parts 
Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not like your traditional uh, point and click adventure game that's full of like really difficult puzzles. Yeah, the puzzles are fine. They're, You're not they're pixel hunting at any point. Not at all. Okay, they're they're dead simple. Uh, nice. There's a few collectibles to find. Um, yeah. I found some of them, but I wasn't really looking for them. I was kind of blown o- blown away by uh, Inside when I played the other the other week. I've got to say, I think this is better. Oh wow! Uh, it's a different sort of game, but it's it's the best sort of point and click adventure game I've played in a long, long time because of the things that it does that point and click adventure games usually aren't great at, like telling an emotional story. If you know what it, I mean. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. Would you say this is um, like as it's a modern point and click adventure? They've they've mm. kind of just refined all those things from all over the years and just made this like one of the pinnacles of that genre. There's been a lot of point and click adventure games that have been out in the last so you know few years that people have have highly rated that I haven't played. But right. out, out of the games, out of the point and click adventures I've played, um, this is this is up there. With Highly the out there. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And that would be my uh, my pick for a lapse gamer as well because uh, checkpointing happens every time you change a screen, every time you move from one section of the map to another, which happens fairly regularly. So you you can play it in chunks if you want. The game's only four four hours, four or five hours long, so you could sit and play it in one sitting if you want. Uh, I did it across two evenings, um, but if you're strapped for time, then you can play it like ten minutes at a time. Mm cannot recommend that enough it it was incredible it's 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 one of those games that you, when you finish you kind of have to sit there and just think about it for a while can you pick this game up on steam i think know? it's it's on steam it's available through the I, I noticed earlier on my mac it's available through the the apple app store it's on um playstation 4 it's on xbox one it's on everything um, it's on I your fridge surp- i wouldn't be surprised if you could play this on ios as well because it's not particularly taxing in terms of like controls or anything like right. that like you could probably tap on the screen to make your character move and then tap one of the dialogue options when they come up and so on and so forth nice so you could play this on pretty much anything yeah i'm just yeah, thinking about so. like putting it on my wish list for kind of steam sales up and because it's the summer steam sale soon so yeah this might be one to pick up and pick up and well i get got on it that. on ps4 for a fiver um, well, there you go and i would have happily spent twice that m- amount on the game I, I, it's incredible Nice. But yeah, that's what we've been playing. So in the absence of any news this week, I've decided to come up with a little quiz for you both. Um, So it is three rounds. Um, They're fairly quick questions. Uh, Some a little bit random. We'll see how we go on. So the very first question, uh, we'll just decide who goes first for the first two rounds. And then the last round is a quick fire round. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So Julian Checkley is in the Guinness World Records for having the most functional gadgets on a cosplay suit, which is Batman. How many gadgets worked? I'll have the closest number. Uh, um, right, how many gadgets does Batman have on his suit? Right, there's that, there's that, there's that. 
Right, okay. I've got a number. Yeah, it's whoever can get the closest to it. Right, I'm going to say 16. 16. Oh, wow. I was going to say 30. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I bet I'm well out. I bet it's like a ridiculous number, like 100. No, it's 23. Oh. So you're probably both down the middle-ish. Chazzy, just... No, you're both seven. How do we manage <laughs> oh, tie that? break. Nice. Jesus. Have you got another one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need a tie break. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we need a tie break for the first question. <laughs> right, here we go. Just because this is this is based on the first uh, round of questions. Uh, so the tiebreaker for the opener question. <laughs> um, <laughs> how long was the video game marathon on the Mario Kart series? In hours. Was that? Did they play every single Mario Kart game? It's just a the longest video game marathon on a Mario Kart series. So it was just constantly playing one of the playing one Mar- the yeah, games. Playing Mario. Yeah. Longest marathon. Um, uh, two weeks. I'd say thirty-two hours. Oh, thirty-five hours and forty-five oh minutes. Do you know what? That was actually based on the fact that uh, a friend of mine, Chris Cook, Blue Wolf on Twitter, played uh, FIFA for 24 hours. Oh, my God. And I thought, uh, and he's in the Guinness World Book of Records for that. And I oh. thought, well, it, and he was he was almost destroyed playing that game. So I thought, you can't go longer than, than that. It, that it, they'd be absolutely, you know, insane. But then I thought, yeah, this is like Nintendo fans. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna go without eating and sleeping and drinking for a bit. So yeah, I thought I'd push it a bit longer. But yeah, see, I wow. thought it was a team effort. So that's why I said oh, right. two weeks. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, right. So um, you can have a point. To start off with Chazzy because one up. A, a double time one up. <laughs> Round one, fight. Round one is all about Mario Kart because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is out on Friday. Yeah. Um, so, have you pre-ordered it, Chazzy? Oh, I haven't. I'm I'm not picking it up. <gasps> oh. I, I only have funds away. for I only have funds for two Switch games this year. Um, so uh, yeah, I've got Splatoon and oh, okay. uh, Mario Odyssey, and that's it. So Fair enough. Enough. okay. Yeah. Right. Question one: How many tracks are in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Thirty-six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, thirty. Mark gets a point. Forty-eight. Oh my god. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Question two: How many riders are in Mario Kart Eight oh Deluxe? Oh my god. What um, characters can you ride as? Millions. Um, this includes because the. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little hint. The well, not hint. Uh, compared to Mario Kart Eight, this includes the free, which is now in the deluxe on the free DLC. They've added, yeah, they've added them, yeah. haven't they? And yeah. they've also added the the Inkling Boy and the Inkling Girl. Yes, I think there's six um, extras in total. Well, it's more than six, then, right? Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> um, oh my God, there's so many. Uh, I'm going to say forty-two. I'm going to say 36 again. Oh, on the button. There you go. 36. 36, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What year was the first Mario Kart released? Uh, 1991. Um, I'm going to say 1990... Hang on. 1992. 
Yes, on the button. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Mark Storm in it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to remember because it's actually written at the bottom on the front, uh, on the, uh, the track screen. And I, I knew it was 1990-something, and I couldn't remember if yeah. it was one or two. Damn it. What, what platform was the first Mario Kart released on? SNES. Super Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> Super Mario Kart, but you know. Yeah. Um, how many tracks did the first game have? Oh, God. Oh, man. Um... 12 uh, is this including battle arenas as well I'm going to say no right, just tracks just okay. tracks yeah yeah I'll say 12 I'll say 16 20 oh, 20 oh, oh wow point. I don't remember there being more that than what I, I, thought, really, yeah. I don't remember that yeah, yeah. unique tracks as well because I think there might be in a few more like where reverse, the, yeah like they reverse the tracks and stuff yeah yeah I, I, I was quite surprised when I found that one yeah round two fight right Round two. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Okay. <laughs> right. What is the highest-selling multi-platform video game ever? Um, multi-platform. Highest-selling. Yeah. Multi-platform. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tetris. Yes. Ah, nice. And for a bonus point, how much? You can both go for this one. How much has it grossed? Oh, I Jesus. don't think this oh, this accounts for inflation or anything. Um, and it's in millions. Right. Oh, it's going to be more than that, surely. Uh, GTA, GTA 5 has uh, grossed... Well, GTA 5 has grossed more than a billion. This was in millions. Could be billions, but we'll go with okay. million. <laughs> I'll still go with 85. <laughs> I was going to say trillion. Um, <laughs> 85 million. Uh, yeah. Um, five hundred million. Mark, you've been you've been looking at my answers. It's nine hundred four hundred ninety-five. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Chazzy, you, you, you're destroying you, me, man. Destroying is, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lowballing everything. Point the start's a good job. That's it, man. <laughs> Told you I was going to be atrocious. <laughs> okay, which console has sold the most units to date? Do we have to have to buzz in? Oh, can I just, just go? Just, just oh, shout yeah. it out. Right. Uh, Nintendo DS. No. Oh, really? I'll, I'll, I'll say the Wii, but it's not. No. No. Nah. Have another go. Um, the Mega, Game- the Genesis. No. Game was, Boy Advance. I, I was, no. I was hoping. I was hoping that that whole Brazilian like Mega Drive Genesis thing would <laughs> feature into that. It's actually <laughs> the PlayStation to, I was to be a bit 2. Too clever. Oh, right. Of course, it was the PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. So, my bonus question here, so you can redeem yourselves. Roughly, how many million units has it sold? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, I God. Don't, I don't know. 38 million. 38, no. Nowhere near. 38 million. No, come on. The PS4's already broken 50. 50. Um, so that's the things I don't I don't pay attention to number like, like sales numbers <laughs> and shit I should know this because we looked this up a while ago when we were talking about what a failure the Wii U was and I looked at the list of like high selling <laughs> consoles and see how far down the list the Wii U was uh, oh god I don't know 250 million 155 oh, oh nice out by 100 uh, million <laughs> <laughs> just what's a little bit closer than Chelsea yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, question eight. Which game cost the most to develop? And I've got the top three, so you can... Or the um, top... Yeah, top three. Are you going to give us the three and we have to pick which one was the most expensive? Um, well, okay. 
I'll give you the top two. Okay. The, the difference is is one's been adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. So for the 2017. We have to pick uh, which one is the most expensive. Yes. Uh, either. GTA 5. Is that on the list? Yes. Yeah, okay. I knew it. Or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Ooh. Most expensive to develop. Yeah, which includes marketing and all that shite as well. That's interesting. That, oh, changes, it. that changes my answer. Both those games were marketed to fuck, yeah, though, weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were like all over the place marketing-wise. Um, um, and... One uh, one of them is two hundred and seventy nine million, and the other one is two hundred and seventy two. I'm going to stick with my answer and go GTA Five. I know, um, but but I'm I know gonna, that EA really backed that. I'm going to say uh, GTA Five as well, with, uh, and I reckon a big chunk of that would GTA. have been licensing music. No, yeah, it is. It is Modern Call Warfare. of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, really. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know EA really really backed that um, when it was coming out. The actual figures is GTA Five would win without the inflation yeah. accounting um, that was 265 so it's not had that much of a bump uh, and back in the day Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is 250 million and a bizarre fact uh, Final Fantasy 7 is third uh, with 145 really? million yeah I was surprised wow. at that 145 million originally and with inflation it's 216 wow yeah sorry Activision not EA what am I talking about yeah I always get, <laughs> I always get those two mixed up I apologise <laughs> Uh, and the last uh, question uh, yeah. in this round is which movie adaptation of a video game has the highest box office revenue? Uh, oh, Tomb Raider. Wow. Are we talking about an individual film or a film series? Just an individual film. Individual so that, film. Oh, no, no. Film at the box office. Oh, that, that makes it difficult. Um, um, well, it definitely was an Assassin's Creed because no one saw it. No, I, I wanted to say Warcraft, but I don't know if that would have because that's more yeah. recent. But it would have made a lot of money. It made a lot of money in China. Yeah, but I don't a know a lot of money. Um, oh, but, I don't uh, know. See, part of me wants to say Tomb Raider made a lot of money in the cinema, but because they they actually backed it and gave it a sequel as well. So. I'm guessing know. it wasn't Alone in the Dark starring Christine Slater. I'm or, afraid uh, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. what are you going with? Uwe Boll's, uh was it yeah. House of the Dead he did? Yes, and what, oh, was the, what was the RPG one he did? At the, oh, I can't remember what that was. He did one on the, based on the RPG as well. He's done a few video game adaptations uh. and they've all been bad. Appalling. What are you going with, Chazzy? What's that? What are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with Tomb Raider. I know I'm wrong. Tomb Raider? But it's... It's probably I'm gonna, Well, I'll go the other way. I think it's going to be Warcraft because it's, it was sold gangbusters in China, I think. It is. You should have gone with your gut, Chazzy. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. 433 million that did at the box office. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Too Crazy. bad. Like, a fraction of that was made in, in America. Thing is, he's right. That had so much promise because it was made by Duncan Jones, who Duncan made Jones, Moon, yeah. which is yeah. incredible. Bow, yeah. Bowie's son making it. Because have you seen interviews with him? And he's talking about um, like he used to play Warcraft as a kid. Oh, he's, he's a massive gamer. He's a I massive him on Twitter, gamer. And he still yeah. talks about games. Yeah, and, and he was just like so into it, and yeah, it just didn't pan out how he wanted it to. Just yeah. it's gutting, absolutely gutting. It's not a yeah. terrible film. I've seen. It's worse. just not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's on the upper end of video game adaptations that have been made away to the big screen. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's quite a low bar, but... Yeah. You know, it's not a terrible film. Round three. Right, the random round. Round three, the last one. Here we go. Uh, Chaz okay. has got some work to do. I've got some serious work to do, mate. Yeah. Is this quick fire? Uh, well, we can rattle through them fairly quick. Quickish. Yeah, yeah there's a few more <laughs> on the top. Yeah. What game currently sits at the top of the multi platform chart? Uh, GTA 5. No. Chazzy? Horizon Zero Dawn? <coughs> no. It was Ghost Recon. Okay. Really? really? Yeah, it's, been up, it's been up there for weeks. Wow. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. People, people, please. Currently, how many Pokemon are there to catch? Oh, fuck. Um, <sighs> my girlfriend's playing through the, 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 the latest no one, and they're everywhere. Uh, it's, it's up in a, It's above 200, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Easily, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Pokemon guy. I don't think I don't think they take any out when they bring out a new one. They no, just add no. new ones. They just add and yeah. add and add. Uh, three hundred. I was going to no. say three eight, three eighty. Chaz is closer. Uh, it's actually eight hundred and two. Oh my alive. god! <laughs> <laughs> That's one big fucking Pokedex. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine oh. trying to collect them all? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what year was Metal Gear Solid released on the PS One? The oh, the first uh, Metal Gear Solid, um, yeah. nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Yeah, go on. Yeah, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. It was the year after Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was working. That's a bad thing, isn't it? <laughs> That's I how I'm going on the bus to get it with my pocket money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. What month is E three held? July. Um, no, it's not. It's not that far June? away. It's, uh, it's the end of May, isn't it? No, it's June. Oh yeah, shit, we both got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was either June or July. But uh, uh, I, I will. How much RAM did the ZX Spectrum have? Forty-eight uh, k. No, um, I'll give you whoever can get the closest. I'll, uh, I'll go and have a look at my one. <laughs> um, I don't know, sixteen k. Yeah, fucking hell, Mark. Yeah, it's going to be something stupid. Which, uh, what is the name of Geralt's horse in Witcher 3? Roach. Roach. Should have had buzzers yeah. or something. Or yeah, that uh, don't matter. <laughs> so I'm getting point. annihilated anyway. It makes absolutely yeah, no that's difference. A bit, yeah, that's <laughs> a point piece. <laughs> what game is the following quote from? We all have choices in life, but in the end, our choices make us. <sighs> This might be a bit too hard. I don't know. Mass Effect Three, Bioshock no. Infinite. Oh, it's Bioshock. Oh, oh, no, Bioshock. Yeah. Uh, there is a I bonus that, point. That's worth. That's got to be worth a point. That's though. a half it's a point. The, you got the right series. Point, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know who said it? Uh, it would be Andrew Ryan, I'd guess. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Andrew Ryan. Uh, and the last question. Uh, we could do a random tiebreaker at the end. What time did Alex Tan? Get to complete Super Mario World blindfolded. This is another Guinness uh, World Record job. Uh, oh god, fourteen minutes something. Mark, um, two hours, fifteen minutes, fifty nine seconds. Wow, fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah, the Super Mario World is unbelievably quick to finish if you know like oh if you like yeah, glitches and but stuff blindfold. <laughs> yeah, true. But I, that those types of guys, you just think no, they whatever they can do with their eyes open, they can do it with it closed. You know, yeah, it's probably muscle memory, isn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, my tiebreaker question was: 
to the nearest hour how long have I been playing Breath of the Wild for without looking uh, oh you 85. don't know though do you on the Switch because it only does it in 5 hour increments well yeah but it's around round like, so I sunk um, how many hours did I put I, I put in um, I played 3 of the hour long uh, sessions on the um, Splatoon test fire global test fire thing yeah. Yeah, when I look on the switch it says I played it for a few minutes yeah, because, I've got I, that, so because yeah. I played less than five hours <laughs> oh nice it only goes in five hour increments um, the first time I looked it, it, it told me I'd played it for 40 so I reckon you're probably in the I was going to say 85 but I reckon it's actually a bit more than that I probably it's up in the kind of about 105 yeah. um, you took your switch on holiday with you uh, and I'm imagining you played a decent amount then. Uh, I'm gonna say ninety hours. No, it's actually only sixty-five. What? No. Yeah. Wow. What Believe have you been doing with your life? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite surprised that I, when I look at it, I'm like, hey. Um, I swear it was longer. Yeah. yeah. That's what no. they all say. Yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mark wins with. 12 it, it, let's just let's just say it's a five. landslide. Yeah. <laughs> I won with some points. <laughs> nice. There we go. That's filled in the, woot, woot. the news for this week. Excellent. Well, we do actually have some news. Well, there's a trailer dropping on Wednesday. Yeah, Call of Duty World War Two is where they're going with Call of Duty. There's, we don't really know anything official about it, apart from the fact that it's going to be called Call of Duty World War Two, and there's been so. like a splash image for it. Mm. Uh, we don't know the details apart from that. Uh, do, do either of you guys even care about Call of Duty anymore? Well, this is the thing: is it's interesting to see that they're going back to their roots, which mm-hmm. I quite I quite like the idea that they're doing that. But also, it makes me feel incredibly old because obviously, I remember the first time around when people were moaning about, oh, so many World War Two shooters, and we should just get rid of them and you know get more modern and play modern yeah. you know, warfare games and stuff. And yeah. and now it's all coming back again, and I just it feels like flares are coming back into fashion. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I just like think- your dad just. They'll, they'll come back in fashion eventually. With the with the futuristic shooters, for me, stuff like Titanfall and whatnot are great because mm. that works. Mm. But when you've got a, a series that's all about Call of Duty and the the art of shouldn't have used that word because it's not an art when you can shoot someone with a sniper rifle off the hip. <laughs> but when you've got it about war and then it just goes too futuristic and they're now in space and all that shit. And yeah. I lost it at Advanced Warfare Two, I think it was or something. I'd be tempted to look at it, maybe play the beta, if I haven't got to pay to do it or whatever they do I these days. I think beta access is only through uh, pre-orders. Yeah. At least that's the rumour. I'd be um, interested to see um, what the tone is like out of this yeah. game, because um, obviously Battlefield 1 did such a good job of uh, sort of tone with its single-player mm. pack campaign, and you just think, is this going to be more your kind of... Is this going to be Saving Private Ryan again and Band of Brothers, or is this going to be like more of a sort of a slightly more Americanized, you know, um, more upbeat, you mm. know, the upbeat World War Two, the kind of slightly more, I don't know, like like, like less reverent um, version yeah. of this series because Call of Duty isn't known for its subtlety. No, mm. no, I get that they they felt the need to to go back. Um, because Call of Duty uh, sales have been dropping off year on year, and I think yeah. people were just getting a little bit fatigued as they were going further. The further into the future it went, the less people were interested. And then Battlefield 1 comes out, and it's a massive success. 
and then they decide to go back to World War Two, which is you know their roots. But I just think like why not explore something that that they haven't really done? Yeah. Um, there's plenty of history. I'm very surprised that they didn't just go full zombies mode and take that and spin it off into its own game. You yeah. Know, that you know they they're creating these crazy stories. Yeah. Um, why not create one of those into a fully fledged game? Well, I was thinking, why not have like fully fledged Call of Duty Vietnam, or go back a little bit have, yeah. have the, mm, the Korean like, War? Well, look or, at look at Mafia Three. You know that's gone into that kind of um, down that kind of yeah. coming back from Vietnam route, and yeah. that was like kind of an interesting hook to hang that game off of. Mm. I mean, you, it has been done before with, again with the Battlefield series, and it didn't really kind of hit the mark. It, it, it's I think for an American audience, that's a little bit still a little bit too close to home, you know. Whereas yeah. World War Two is enough far enough away that they can kind of, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, getting old and dying from that that kind of mm-hmm. period. So um, yeah, I think that you will get Vietnam games, but not. Um, not for another few years yet. Yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering if they're jumping on the hype as well. I say hype, but we've had Hacksaw Ridge. Some of them might not be World War Two, but you know we've had quite a few war films, and we've got um, oh, what is it that's coming out with Christopher Nolan? Dun- uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just wondering if they're like, hmm, okay, just getting yeah. in on the media, like the media yeah. wave. Yeah. World War Two is back in vogue. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, I just hope they do something a little bit different. It'd be nice for actually for the war to be in, like show bits that were in the UK and stuff. And well, whatnot. I'd like for them to go back and do what they did in like uh, the the first two Call of Duty games mm. back in the de- back way back in the mists of time, where you had like uh, it was Call of Duty Two that had you had a campaign from the point of view of the American soldiers, then you had a section of the campaign was the point of view from the British soldiers, and then. Uh, something which doesn't really get done in games set around that time at all, a section of the game from the point of view of the Russians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the Soviets. Um, yeah. And because I remember that, 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 if I remember correctly, the end of the, because that was the final part of the campaign was a Soviet bit, and it ended with a mission of uh, the Soviet soldiers storming into Berlin uh, and put the Soviet flag on top of the Reichstag. Um and yeah, there's just, there's so many aspects of mm. that war that hasn't been explored in in games. Yeah. Um, so there's a ch- there's an opportunity for them to try and do something different yeah. with it, but it's Activision, so I'd just be happy to play um, Capture the Flag with a swastika again. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 um, but the, the one thing on on a serious note though uh, that I hope they don't do, but I know for a fact they will because it's Call of Duty, is I don't want them to degrade the era of the game by having gold guns and pink guns and design your own sicked up from a unicorn gun 420 weed sign yeah you know yeah fucking hell really it would just degrade the game because you take away from the atmosphere if they get the atmosphere right and then there's some dick next to you with a unicorn gun and you're like to be fair there is an aspect of that on uh battlefield one Mm. uh you know that they carried over from battlefield four the being able to design your emblem yeah, and so when I started playing Battlefield One, I completely forgot about the emblem I designed for Battlefield Four uh, until I realised I was driving around in a tank. And I was in third person mode, then swung the camera around and realised that there was like the suspicious fry meme on the side of the World War One tank. <laughs> 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 kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. At least um, it wasn't a massive cock or something. <laughs> no, but I've seen those as well. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of weird symbols around that game. But th- th- they didn't they didn't go on with like silly like pink gun skins and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean an emblem's an emblem. Sometimes it's fairly non intrusive unless it's on the side of a tank. Yeah. And sometimes it's yeah. a giant cock on the side of a tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see. It just depends on how they yeah. how well they do it. Be nice to get claymore mines and stuff like that back again. Yeah, um, Battlefield 1, the people I know who play it are kind of split into two camps. There's the people who really enjoy it, um, and there, there are the people who are uh, diehard Battlefield 4 fans who hate it. Um, and people either love it or hate it for seemingly the same reasons. Um, the fact that it's kind of stripped back. Uh, you don't have, like, thermal scopes on your rifles, and you don't have... Yeah, the level of assist has gone down, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and you can't yeah. call in uh, airstrikes and and things like that. Um, Good. Yeah, the, the the amount of toys you've got to play with has kind of been taken away a bit, and just kind of make it just a bit more of a stripped down shooter. Um, now, I really like that, and a lot of people mm. don't. No, I prefer um, that. And it would be it would be nice to see COD do the same sort of thing. It's like strip away all of like the silly tech and gadgets that they've put in the futuristic shooters. Strip away all of the you know, uh, thermal ACOG scopes and uh, undermounted grenade launchers and whatnot, um, and just have like a take it back to what it was like. Yeah, uh, in the back war back in the day. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't in that war, you can't use it. And if you try and hit fire with a sniper rifle, it blows your arm off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that I've got a bugbear about that. But <laughs> one thing I'd like to see him do, which they already did in one of the Call of Duties, but fuck it, bring it back. Um, they did. Uh, there was one mission where you were pretty much doing uh, a recreation of a scene from the film Enemy at the Gates. Do you remember oh, that? Really? The yeah, film yeah, about yeah. The, the Russian sniper. Where Is you're that in a, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law and yeah. um, Joseph Fiennes and. Is that where you had Rachel to account Lawrence? for the wind and stuff? No, no, there was a bit where you were uh, in, like, a kind of bombed-out fountain shooting German um, oh, soldiers. But you yeah, had to yeah. wait for the explosions before you shot to cover the sound of your, your bullets. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah. Yeah, they used this, to do interesting things with the campaign, didn't they? Yeah, so they, I can see them doing something like that, using the kind of um, Call of Duty 4 thing of, like, bouncing it, or like you say, the earlier Call of Duties where you're sort of bouncing around between different... Uh, platoons or squadrons or whatever yeah. Yeah. Uh, on different areas and, and it worked but Battlefield matched, 1 well, that's it yeah and I can see them doing something interesting with that again but um, yeah that's the pr- the problem with World War 2 games is that everything that's been said about World War 2 has been said and it's kind of it starts getting a bit tropey after a while and it's like oh no they're doing it's a bit like uh, Star Wars games when you go oh yeah they've got the Hoth level uh, yeah they've got yeah. the such and such level mm-hmm. and World War 2 games get like sort of fall into that trap a little bit so it'd be interesting to see if they can actually um, do something that just something different revitalises it yeah something different yeah. or tell a different story I know Battlefield 1 did that um, again with like like telling stories from different characters that you don't see a lot from that setting so uh, yeah, I mean, wh- where do they go? Like, if if uh, it does feel like Battlefield One's stolen their lunch a little bit, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think someone had to because I think like so, it's just getting too futuristic and hmm. too total recall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the time this episode goes out, we'll have seen the official reveal. So yeah, yeah. this could all be conjecture. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is all we we'll be talking about it. Be laughing <laughs> this time us, next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding yeah. up any hope. I uh, no. managed to put my Call of Duty guns down as they were 
couple of years ago. Mm. Managed to walk oh, yeah. away. But yeah, but I like Battlefield 1. Like you, Mark. I like it stripped mm. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing else really to talk about this week. Uh, just a quick shout out and thanks to people retweeting us and the likes we've been getting from our followers on Twitter. It's always nice to, to have a little bit of feedback from the community. And continued thanks to whoever is running the Podbean Twitter account because <laughs> they keep on liking and retweeting our tweets every time we bring out a new episode. So uh, someone over there likes us. So if you're listening, thanks very much. Thank you. But yeah, uh, thanks for joining us this evening, Chazzy. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. If people want to hear more of your stuff, where can they hear it? Uh, They can hear me over uh, on iTunes. Uh, Look for The AI Bots on iTunes. Um, I've just recently started doing uh, a podcast called Honourable Mentions, where I interview people about not their favourite game or the the game that's the best game on their top ten, but the game that falls just outside that and get them to tell me basically about these great hidden gem games that uh, don't really get the... Lauding that they really should do so uh, yeah i've had some really really top quality guests and you've had some unbelievable guests yeah i'm yeah i've had some really good guests like uh justin mcelroy and laura dale and i've had uh yeah like like david turner's from the computer game show and yeah just like people that like and like like everyone from kane and rinse i think i've had on at Mm. some point by the the sounds of it and uh yeah just trying julian murdoch from games with jobs um yeah so i'm trying i'm desperately trying to find uh more people to get on uh and yeah the the episodes come out as and when i i get interviews with people so it's not weekly or like like this show or, or bi-weekly or whatever it's just as and when i can so so yeah so that that's me um so yeah if you want to hear more of me then uh, go to the ai bots on itunes and and have a listen yeah definitely go and check it out it's a good yeah. damn good podcast yeah yeah um ali you got anything new on your youtube channel for people to check out i've recently did a uh, project cars 2 little update um just going through all the different bits and bobs that we can expect in the new game um other than that not really had a lot of time been been busy at work so yeah on busy work busy on holiday well yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> Win some so that breath of the world he's playing on holiday yeah <laughs> what about you mark uh nothing Apart from Laps Gamer Radio, nothing. I don't. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, check out the Laps Gamer Radio YouTube channel. By the time this episode comes up, there'll be a video, a short little two-minute video of me being an absolute boss on uh, on uh, For Honor. So yeah, check that out. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing else. Anyone else want to say anything else? No. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, bugger off then. See you later. Fine. See you later. Hasta la vista. Bye. <laughs>